Bald and blonde. Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast. Hear about tips, tricks, skills, tools, inspiration, mental hygiene. Know what you want and how to create what you desire to achieve predictable results and create a content life wherever you are. And here are your hosts, Kathy Tate and Daisy Pup. And hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution. I'm Kathy Tate, the Bald Warrior, your host from Australia. And with me, as always, is Daisy Papp, International Excellence Coach, and my dear friend from Florida Keys. Hi, Daisy. Hello, my dear friend, Kathy. So good to see you. And it is so wonderful to be co-creating another wonderful episode with you. It is so lovely. And I feel so humbled to have so many listeners. And I feel so accomplished on the other hand and humbled again and then proud a little bit. And I feel achieved and it's just a mixture of so many emotional states in one and it's just lovely. So what topic are you going to throw at me again tonight? To me tonight, for you, it's Friday morning. I know, I know. I fall into the same trap. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, before I tell you the topic, I just want to tell our listeners that this is the last episode in season three. This is amazing. I know. I'm going to make it a doozy, listeners, because this is a common ailment, a common issue, a common denominator we see out there. And so we're going to talk about comparisonitis, <laughs> which probably isn't actually a word. Yes. <laughs> but what it means is comparing yourself to other people. And it can be super damaging, I think. So I want to bring a conversation to the table about it, Daisy. I love it. And I really enjoy that itis is going to become bigger and bigger because we have the shitty lightest when people are full of shit and we have the assholitis because I'm really fond of kind words and this is the kindest form that I was able to come up with the itis at the end of some sort of words and I'm glad that the family of this word trade is expanding and so now we have a new one comparisonitis I like that very good very creative I agree with you that it is a trap we all fall into nevertheless it's a trap yes Absolutely. That's all I have to say. So end of the recording. That's it. <laughs> and we've just got the world's shortest episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we apply for the Guinness World Record. Why not? Well, <laughs> we don't need that. Yeah. So comparison. Actually, where does it come from? Let's go back and back. But first you. Yeah, I think it probably comes from self-esteem. You're feeling a lack perhaps of confidence in yourself. And so then you're drawn to other people and seeing the attributes you would like to have. And then there's also the element, I think, nowadays of what I would call highlight reels. Don't compare your life to someone's highlight reels because often social media doesn't depict the true state of somebody's existence. And so when we then compare our downs with what you see on social as the ideal, that gap becomes even bigger and you feel even worse about yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think you pointed it out very nicely and I agree with you wholeheartedly. I would like to go back even further. And way back in time, 
when we were cute little tiny babies and really a miracle arriving into this world. Because is not it a miracle? I consider it a miracle when I see a baby. It is just phenomenal. And I also see the miracle in many adults because they were babies one time too. Let's go back to that time when we were little babies. Did we compare ourselves? No. Why? We didn't know to even think of doing that. But you know who did immediately? All the mothers. So therefore, we were not born with it. No. And because we were not born with it, shows me clearly that it's learned. Yes. Now, when something is learned, it also can be unlearned. Absolutely. She's taking notes again. Hmm? Because I see her. <laughs> Let's go a little further. So we're little babies. We are not born with comparison or with the ability to compare ourselves. We had the talent to learn it, but it was not essential to us. Why? Because we were so observing what's happening in the outer world because everything was new and we were very curious and we wanted to learn. And then again, I bring up our little toes that we all eventually sucked on when we had them because they were so delicious and cute and fine and we were so flexible and we did not compare. Hey, mm, so my twin brother or my twin sister was able to do it more often than I was. There was no such thing. It did not mean a thing. It was absolutely not important. It was irrelevant. Now, you brought really a point home when you said, but the mothers did. Mm. Well, my baby was born with 100 grams more or two ounces more. Oh, my baby is an inch taller or longer. Depends on how much you stretch your newborn. So I'm really not so sure how that measuring in the very beginning of our lives is really accurate. But let that be. So the mothers already compared. Now, let's say we had siblings. Then the mothers compare even more because they say, well, Joey was not like that. I don't understand why Susie is like this. Oh, my first baby was so easy to handle. You see, my second one is just a mess. So we learn it. We learn it. And we learn it also by feeling it when, let's say, we are maybe more neglected than our siblings or our twin brother or sister, or if it's triplings. The question is, how can we get out of it? And again, the first step is acknowledging it, that it's learned. Yeah. Actually, the techniques go always back to the same principles. Go back where it stems from, look at the root cause, discover if you were born with it or not. And if not, then acknowledge that you learned it. It is learned or it was taught to you. Some people are even forced to learn specific things, traits, behaviors. And then... We can also acknowledge that we can unlearn it. That's the way out. Sometimes people say, but Daisy, why are you always looking for the way out? Let me talk a little longer about my misery. I said, <laughs> uh, how much did you already speak about your misery? Do you really need one more listener to the story? Or do you want to make changes? What's the real reason that you came to see me? To have another pair of ears in your collection? Or to really finally get over it and make changes. I had a session earlier this afternoon with a lady, young woman, relatively young woman, early 30s. 10 years of therapy is behind her. 10 years of therapy. We had session number three today and she said, it all makes so much sense now. 
I'm not diminishing any of the colleagues out there and I'm not diminishing psychologists or psychotherapists and the really talented ones that get to the solution faster than slower. I admire them. But I see it so often that there must be a pattern that, aha, so when I repeat the old story and my own old misery, it's not really helping me, maybe temporarily. And that is what it has in common with comparisonitis. <laughs> Because comparison goes two ways. Oh, I'm better than you. I'm stronger than you. Or I feel so miserable. Oh, but look at the neighbors. They have it even worse. So my position is not that bad. And both cases, one must lose. There's one loser. I'm either better than the others, so the others are worse, or they are better and then I'm the loser. So why would we continue an unhealthy game that is not fulfilling and leaves losers at the end in every single case? Tell me one case where comparison does not lead to someone's value or talent or capability or ability is being diminished when we compare. I would like to think we can still compare in positive ways without having to have a loser. I would agree that generally comparisonitis, there's a loser, but I think we can turn it around and still be healthy about it. I believe that when I compare myself to the younger version of me, that can be healthy. What if you have a mentor and you want to be positively more like them? So the comparison could be a good yardstick. I don't have to make myself feel less. I can compare myself and go, I want to be more like that person. So I'm going to work towards that. And I know where I need to work on. It doesn't have to always be completely negative. Okay. I wonder if that is not then rather that we are inspired to become more alike. Because it's like a magnet. I find that attractive and I feel attracted towards that specific behavior or these specific character traits and I want to become more alike. There is no comparison. There is the magnet more in focus, hmm. I believe. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can live with that because it's definitely an inspirational situation, wanting to grow and be better and having someone as a light on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when we compare ourselves, <laughs> I have another story that just happened this week. I have a new client and he is a young husband, young family father, and he is in the relationship with his wife that they discuss every expense in their household, which I find attractive. I find that is okay. And of course, so let's figure out where the money goes and where it flows or where we could stop it from running through our hands. So when he made an appointment first with me, he said, before I confirm the appointment, I would like to discuss it with my wife. And I thought, yeah, sure. No problem. Now, interestingly, there must have been going on some sort of competition because the first session we had, he tells me, guess what happened? I said, well, I have no idea. Tell me. He says, my wife also has a coach now and she had her first session yesterday. Now, how interesting. So you see, she would have felt not as well him getting help when she would not get some sort of help as well. So she compared, 
oh, so you're getting something, then I can have it too. Which may actually have a good outcome if they're both getting help. (laughs) I'm totally with you. And I even said that. Yes, I agree. I agree. Let's hope she made a very good choice for her and her self-development. We shall see. But when you sit in a restaurant and you and I order the same food, oh, and let's say yours is twice as large as mine, but we ordered the same, then I think comparison can be healthy and say, well, server, please, waiter, can you help me understand? So what happened here? This looks much larger. Do I have bad vision or can you help me understand? I get that. But when we compare, I'm better than you, I'm taller than you, then that means someone else is less. Now, is Mm. it really bad that you're taller than I am? (laughs) No. That then comes back to my self-esteem that you mentioned in the beginning. Yeah. So I was just saying that because that's completely subjective, isn't it? If I'm taller than you? No, that's measurable. But does it bother me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Being tall being is good or bad, that's subjective. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we're getting closer here to the comparison-itis because when it is an itis, hmm, then it's something that's almost chronic. Would you agree? Yeah. So yeah. when I have to compare myself, well, my car is cleaner than yours and therefore I feel better, hmm, then it's directly linked to my self-esteem because I identify myself with the cleanliness of my car. And then I think we can take a look at some different root causes where that stems from. Hmm? Yeah. So I believe that it's a great point in life, wherever you are in life, dear listener, to have a look. How often do you compare yourself? Are you the one who feels it important to be the winner when you compare? Or are you rather on the end where you see yourself, oh, I'm the loser? Again, they compared me and so I'm the bad one. Of course, I'm the one who causes the problem or so forth. So observe yourself, which end are you at? And then realize that it is learned, acknowledge that it's learned and go to the root. If you don't find the root by yourself, totally understandable, seek help and continue the self-development that you committed to or that you maybe just start to commit to, or you just feel inspired and have a look what maybe self-development can bring to you and your table and your life and your contentedness in your life. Let me go back to the very beginning of our episode. Comparison is a trap. I 100% agree. And I also believe that it may not be immediately obvious that when you look internally at this, I didn't realize I was doing it for a long time. Mm. It just was such an ingrained habit and way of thinking that I didn't know any better. Yeah. So this is the reason why I pick these topics and have these conversations to kind of shine a light on these sneaky little issues that mm-hmm. we have that we may not even realize that we're doing. So very gently we want to urge you and encourage you, listeners, To have a self-inventory and be honest with yourself about how you're thinking, how you're talking to yourself, how you're looking at yourself, what you believe about yourself, and then ask where that comes from and why aren't you valuing yourself higher? Mm -hmm. And when we start behaving based on our values consistently, then we will have a much better image of ourselves. 
When we have a better image of ourselves, we become more independent of the need of validation of others. And therefore, we become less irritated by comparison when others compare with us or over us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I have to reiterate that because we live in a world where externalness is given such high esteem and in fact it's what's inside us that should be given that esteem and that's what we mean when we say live by your values and if you're not sure about that go back and listen to the episode that we did on values and standards because it's super super interesting and important that we know this about ourselves And so what Daisy's saying is that when you have these internal values that are so important to who you are as a human being and then you live those values in the way you act, then the other stuff falls away and doesn't matter so much. And the things like comparisonitis and what other people think of you and even assumptions and taking things personally, they fall away because you really start to live around these values, which are so much more important to us as human beings. Yeah. Yes. And I believe that we will realize that we have so much more power than we are taught to have. Because let's say the media tells me I'm only fashionable if I have, let's say, nail extensions, hair extensions, eyelash extensions, and so forth. I don't know what else extensions there could be. I have none of those. And I'm totally okay with that. And if someone would believe that I'm not fashionable only because I don't have them, then I agree with them. Yes, if that means fashionable to you, then I agree with you. I'm not. Why? Because I do not use these extensions. Nothing wrong with these extensions because some are really wonderful and there are some people on which it looks really beautiful and admirable. That's really wonderful. Nothing bad about it. But when you identify yourself with it, And you only have self-esteem and feel, oh, I'm greater than Susie or than Joey or Judy because I just got my nails done. Then you're in a trap. You have way different problems than your nails done. Mm -hmm. Can you see that? So you see now that the comparison may feel good temporarily. Let's say I'm coming out of a salon and I had my money petty done and I have my facial and my hair is beautiful and curled and whatever is done. Maybe I got a makeup done because I'm getting ready for a photo shoot. Beautiful. And then I feel maybe so wonderful until I wash it off. So you see, that is where it's coming in to be fake. So that comparison then, oh, I feel so much prettier than Susie or Sandra does. And that may be temporarily true, but if I don't feel pretty about myself inside, internally, based on my behavior, based on my thoughts, based on my spirit, based on my creativity, based on my wordsmithing, or based on how I carry myself, my attitude, then everything else is just like a balloon and you just wait until you meet the next porcupine or the rough wall, you scratch yourself and the balloon pops, or a next needle. And sometimes one word or one look, let's say from a special mother-in-law, can be the needle. And deflated it is. So it's fake. 
Well, that's a good point because that point is I feel someone doing the comparisonitis to you and that would require you to be aware of what they're doing and go, well, that's their issue. Don't take it on. That would probably go back to our shoebox that's episode. That's exactly <laughs> what I was to say. Yes, that's the shoebox episode. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes. So please, dear listeners, if you have not heard of our shoebox, it has nothing to do really with shoes, but it's a metaphor where it becomes so clear what is yours and what's not yours and how you can differentiate and how you can handle what is yours and what's not yours. So go back and find that. I don't even know in which season that was, one or two. It doesn't matter. They can find it on the podcast platform. So now when I do it in a playful way, look what I have, look what I have. And I'm showing you my water bottle, for example, look what I have because I'm happy. Then there's no comparison involved. I don't intend to show it to you because I have it and you don't. Mm, because yes. you see then there again would be the loser winner. Yes, yes. You're just happy to have it. Yes. And then I would be happy for you that you had it. When you're healthy, yes. yes. And if I wasn't, then maybe I would want it and be envious that I didn't have it. Yeah. Or then you would say, well, who wants a blue bottle? Yeah. And blue bottles are stupid. Only stupid people have blue bottles, for example. And you see where it goes. It goes so far. It is just that tiny little thing, comparisonitis, that has such a big reach. And mm. when we have a look at how our lives are built and... I like to hmm, compare it to the structure of a home. Yeah, e-comparison can be in a very different way when I use it as a metaphor. Hmm? So when we look at the structure of a building, how important is the structure or how important is the looks at the end of it? I can paint a piece of tiny structure and have it wrapped with these wonderful plastic wraps and then it looks like a house, but you go inside and there's nothing in there. It's empty. They use it when they are staging something or for photographs, videos or advertisements. They are using techniques like that. But then there's no substance in it. Now, do you really want to be that appear to be or do you want to be the real deal? So now when we build the structure and we are aware what are the ingredients of the structure to build a real building or a home, then comparisonitis is one of them. The shoebox is another one. Knowing your values, making them into your standards is another one. Cleaning out your emotional closet is another one. And all these ingredients actually make up that building, that structure. And then when you then put a nice paint on it at the end, now then that's a home. When we look at it as a metaphor, house, human being. Now, when I am empty inside and I feel empty and I feel worthless or of low value, I feel always compared to others. I feel always a little less smart than the others in the room or in class or at work or in the family. Then I can put the most beautiful outfit on, the most beautiful hairdo and the most beautiful makeup and inside it will still feel empty. So when we, on the other hand, fill it up and really strategically select these tiny parts and pieces, it's like a recipe for life. When 
I make a nice recipe. I just cooked something the other day. It was an old recipe from my late uncle. And I love making it because it brings up so many memories when he taught me how to do it. And then we ate it and we had some wine and we had great conversations. But I know exactly the ingredients. Now, that is why I was able to reproduce almost the same taste. I cannot compare it because <laughs> the food, when I learned it, that we shared together is decades ago. But with the ingredients and knowing the recipe, it is like us knowing the ingredients for a content life and knowing the amounts and parts and pieces and fill ourselves up with that. And then we are immune to comparisonitis. Love it. Absolutely love it. And I just want to inspire our listeners with a little bit of nature and remind them, because this really hit home to me a few years ago when I first saw it. When two birds are sitting on a branch singing, they're not really caring about what the other one's singing, are they? <laughs> no. And when two flowers are blooming, the flower doesn't care about the flower next to it. It just does its job and blooms. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really good reminder mm -hmm. that we should really just look inside yes. because it all starts with us. Yes. And then when we look inside and organize inside and use the ingredients that inspire that self-esteem that defeats gravity, steam defeating gravity, we spoke about that in another episode, then we can simply be. Because here's the thing, it's called human being. It's not called human doing. And it's also not called human comparison or human hmm. comparisonitis sufferer. No? So human being, be. And you make sure that you, as you are, hmm, at peace with you and what you do and how you do it. And I love the comparison <laughs> with nature. Now, this is a healthy way to compare. Interesting that it's showing so clearly in our episode today that nature is so smart. And when we were born, we were just as smart. And then something happened to us. It's also called conditioning or our parents raising their children to their best. I'm not accusing any parent. Parents, when they're raising their children, they do the best at the time with what they know the best at the time and what they have access to inside of themselves, knowledge surrounding them or what they are conditioned to and the level of their self-development. But it is a good idea, even when we are older parents, I'm a parent of an adult son. So it's a good idea to then correct what I now realize, oh, maybe I caused something here, there or elsewhere with what I back then thought was the best I could do. And today I know better. But now I'm also not comparing me to the younger version of me Because that, again, would be a trap. Somebody's losing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because when I compare me and say, well, Daisy, when she was 19, oh, my God, was she stupid? She did such a stupid thing. Then how dare I actually? Because Daisy at 19, she did the best she knew back then with how she felt, what she knew, how she was conditioned to and what her goals were. And she believed that was the best she can do. If I now, as a further developed human being, then look back then I can acknowledge, ah, how interesting that was where I was at back then. And I'm so glad that I moved on and I further developed and I see it differently today. You see, it's possible to do that without judgment. And then there is mm. no loser. Yes, 100% agree on that. Yeah, compassion. Mm -hmm. And empathy. 
That's it, I think, for today's conversation. It's been really interesting and we hope that it's made you think, dear listeners. That is the point of all my topics, to make you think, to gently prompt you to do a self-inventory and see what's going on with you and so that you can use the things we come up with in these conversations in your own daily lives because we want you to have a better relationship with yourself and with those around you. And when you achieve a better relationship with yourself, all your relationships will be better. And mm. those that won't better themselves <laughs> based on you having a better relationship with yourself, then they will just fall away because they no longer serve you and you will see that clearly. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. That's it from us today. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your time. Thanks for sharing. We appreciate your support. And if you do want to support us with a cup of coffee, you can do that on our website, baldandblonde.live. And we'd love to hear from you. This is Kathy, the Bald Warrior, signing off from Australia. We are Bald and Blonde. Mindset Evolution. Talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution podcast. If you love what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast. In our show notes, you find the link to our Facebook group where you can personally connect with Daisy and Kathy, and the link to our website where you can find all of our previous episodes and much more of goodies so you can get more value. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. That really helps out the show and helps us to get some powerful feedback from you. Talk to you soon.